I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, yo. Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can't dance all night long. Question, Macho Man. You're listening to the fourth wall wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. And what up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. I am your host, the babyface of podcasting, JC Bones. And I am your resident smark slayer, Doc Haas. And I am the Invincible Smark, Johnny Smarks. And we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. You can find us every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network, found on anchor.fm slash WrestleAddictRadio and all major podcast platforms. You have to excuse my nasally congested voice. I've been a little sick the past few days. But myself and my good brothers on the Fourth Wall team are here to perform, inform, and entertain you each and every week. So, fellas, the show must go on. If this is your first time tuning in welcome to episode 15 of the fourth wall wrestlecast if you enjoy the fourth wall experience there are a few different ways you could show your support first off you go to the twitter machine and you follow us at fourth wall cast and then you go and you follow wrestling data great wrestle addict radio at addict wrestle sparky tell them about the merch baby yo Buy our shit, please. So check this out. We have merch. Especially the shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we were waiting for you to take a shit, (laughs) which is why we started late tonight. That that merch is available on my toilet here in Ocean Grove. Oh my god. Well, for those of you that are into that type of thing, now you know where Doc lives. But anyways. Listen, if you want to support uh, the Fourth Wall WrestleCast and me and Doc and Bones here, please go to represent.com slash store slash wrestle dash addict dash radio. One more time. Represent.com slash store slash. Represent.com slash store slash wrestle dash attic dash radio. Yo, that sounds like Morse code bones. Oh, man. 
And last but not least, another way you can show your support is by joining the Fourth Wall fam by going to patreon.com slash fourth wall wrestlecast. As low as one dollar a month, you can receive early access to our weekly shows. Three dollars a month gives you exclusive content, and five and ten dollars gets you any and everything else that we have to offer all members of the fam. So again, patreon.com slash fourth wall wrestlecast and show your support by becoming a patron. Last week, we made a big announcement about Fourth Wall WrestleCast and WrestleMania Weekend. We announced the first ever Fourth Wall WrestleMania tailgate. For more information, please go to patreon.com slash fourth wall WrestleCast for all details. We did mention that all proceeds for the tailgate are going to be going to a charity of our choosing. And we talked about it, and we decided that all proceeds are going to be donated to the Ronald McDonald House Charities. I want to give... I want to give a quick story on why uh, we chose this charity and why this charity is near and dear to my heart. Uh, A little less than 20 years ago, um, I was victim to a second serious car accident that I had in my life. Uh, This accident happened on the New Jersey Turnpike down right outside of Camden. Uh, The accident put me in a coma for six days. Um, I lived probably about two hours or more or so away from where the accident happened. So I was put in a hospital in Camden, New Jersey. So the Ronald McDonald House in Camden helped put my family up for my entire stay at the hotel, which was a huge help uh, to both myself and my family. Uh, There was no way my parents could have commuted back and forth to Camden each and every day to see me because they were by my side the whole time. So a huge thank you to Ronald McDonald House for that. And I'm just happy that I finally have the platform now to give back to them and hope that maybe the money that we that we donate to them and we raise for the charity can help other families in the future. Hell yeah. Bro. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to double down that Ronald McDonald House because uh, my family has a Ronald McDonald House experience, too. Uh, my, my younger sister is paraplegic amongst uh, an assortment of other disabilities and what and whatnot and uh she had to have a spinal fusion surgery back when i was shit shit girl wasn't like was like it was in middle school it was middle seventh school, grade man. it was, it was seventh grade yeah. seventh grade so we're going back to 1997 1998 and uh same thing you know we uh the surgery was a long branch um, it was a little just too far to be making daily trips. There's a Ronald McDonald house right outside of Monmouth Medical Center. and Really nice one. Oh, yeah, they had a badass pool table, uh, a whole bunch of books, video games. I was like, I, I like this more to my real house. <laughs> I remember you talking about that pool table for months dude, after. Dude, that stayed. pool table was legit. I got no homework done that week. I was just down there <laughs> playing pool all night. This is a little uh, foreshadowing of my touring and degenerate gambling days. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that don't know, uh, um, Doc Haas and I have grown up together. Uh, and then, man, Bones, we met. We met like early 2000s, right? Definitely over 10 years ago. Yeah, no, it's lower than that, man. Owens apparently went to college with all of our friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. 
so anyway, guys, that's uh, the big announcement is for the charity that we're going to be donating all proceeds to from our WrestleMania tailgate or to Ronald McDonald House. So please, if you're going to be at WrestleMania, come find us uh, in the lot for the fourth wall WrestleMania tailgate. Stay tuned to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash fourth wall WrestleCast for times and location to be announced very soon. So guys, let's get right into our conversation today. There has been a lot that has been happening in the state of wrestling in WWE over the past two weeks that has changed the landscape uh, pretty drastically in a lot of situations. You're so, like kidding, man. I mean, we're already on the road to WrestleMania, so we have a lot we got to touch on today. So guys, let's talk about first... They've announced some new creative uh, members and uh, pro- backstage producers uh, that have now reported to WWE offices. Uh, those names include Shane Helms, formerly known as The Hurricane, Sean Devari, Sanjay Dutt from Impact Wrestling, along with Chris Parks, formerly known oh my as God. Abyss. From God Impact Wrestling. Damn it, Abyss. I think that's pretty awesome that the two of these guys finally made it to WWE and they're in a backstage role. So I want to see what kind of impact they're going to have. No pun intended. So let's be honest here. Yes, these guys are in administrative roles. They're they're probably writing. That right? We're we're pretty pretty sure they're writing with with Pritchard and Jarrett, right? Yeah. The biggest signing, Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's my thing. I get it. You know they're at the end end of their careers. Uh, I'm talking about Dutt and um, and Parks. Yes, yes. Do we think we're going to see them at all? Once, twice, maybe. Um, you know, I I just I would really hope that at least you know Sanjay Dutt. I love him, but at least Abyss Man. You know, like could you imagine he just shows up? You, you might see him. You might see him in a way like. You would you saw um, like Sergeant Slaughter during the Attitude Era, you know, or he's in maybe 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 an administrative like on-screen administrative presence at some point that might have a match every once in a blue moon. The problem with him wrestling is that he's known as Abyss, and it's hard to put the Abyss character out there against anybody. So it's one of those dominant Undertaker-like characters. Um, I'm sorry, but. Kane, it still comes back and wrestles. Why can't he face Kane? Why can't he face maybe... I don't want to see him face Kane. I want to see see him face like Aleister Black or something. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Aleister, um, even... um, Oh my God. Bray Wyatt, if he ever actually comes back. So the point is, the putting guys over, there's what, maybe two, three guys you could realistically put in there with Abyss and have Abyss put them over, and that's cool. Outside of that, eh, I don't need to see Kane face Abyss. I don't even see The Undertaker face Abyss. Braun Strowman. Perfect. Strowman. You put Strowman in there. Wyatt. I'm cool with Wyatt. I'm cool with Aleister Black. But outside of that, like those three guys make sense. To uh, to go out there against a bit to have put out there against Abyss, and let Abyss put them over. Right. So I can talk about Abyss all day, but I, I got to be honest with you, we got to talk about Pritchard. Yeah, that's the big thing. Like um, that's sorry. That's Doc. getting us back to that's getting us back to ruthless aggression. I mean, Pritchard left right before PG, and right when he left, the product took a drastic change, which 
fine is what it is. Vince was Vince McMahon was looking at his audience. He realized it was younger. He realized most of the Attitude Era fans are no longer into wrestling. So he restarted the cycle again. So, he, yes, I, I get it. And you know what's great about it? I don't know about you two. Well, I know you two because we talked about it. Like, there was a change to last Monday. Not, not this past Monday, but the Monday before that. There was a, a change in, in, in the, the programs. And quite honestly, I watched the whole time. Yeah, there was definitely a drastic change in the entire production of Raw the, uh, this past week. Uh, reports did say that that was when Pritchard originally, officially reported for duty. Uh, reports said that he was sitting in Gorilla throughout the entire episode. And that's weird. If, if that is, if that was Pritchard's handiwork, then fucking a man, we are in for an awesome ride. Uh, for yeah, the, the whole of, presentation of Pritchard sticking around with WWE this time. The whole presentation was different, and. A lot of Raw just had more of a big fight feel to it. And I don't know, maybe that's because you knew Ric Flair was there and there was a lot of big names. Like, I'll be interested to see Raw this week without, you know, I mean, I would think Batista's going to be back, but you're not going to have, like, the whole Ric Flair gimmick. So let's see what he can do with just, a, like, a Raw, a scratch Raw, as I like to call it. You know, a Raw without a stipulation or a gimmick in it. I agree. The thing I like the most about Raw and SmackDown the past two weeks is the how it flowed. Like someone was walking to the back, someone's music hit before they were in the back. I thought that was awesome. There was a lot of me, um, rant meetings about how to show. And I think that's what we need because we have so many freaking wrestlers now that we need to do that. Speaking of that, you know, I, I hate to say this, but even though we have so much talent, we lost some talent. Well, we'll stick on the topic of releases. I do want to start first with uh, one of our backstage producers uh, was Arn Anderson. Uh, also was given his release a couple weeks ago, uh, aside from the active Ross that we're going to speak about in a sec. So I think it was interesting timing with Arn Anderson that he was released a week or two before Ric Flair's 70th birthday. Uh, do you guys, uh, what do you guys think about Arn Anderson now leaving? He'll be back. You think so? He'll be back. Yeah, I think this is a temporary thing. I think there was just a little, and I was, and I am. I've been reading a couple little sheets here and there, just trying to piece some information together as it becomes available. Because I just kind of want to know what happened when Arn Anderson, you know, who's been there for almost twenty years, uh, is in is a WWE Hall of Famer, all that, all that jazz. And it just seems, and everything I can kind of gather says that. It was a tiff, and he'll most likely be back with Cooler Heads Prevail. Now, obviously, nothing official is there, but I just do think he will be back. He seems like the type. I don't think he's going to go to AEW. I think him and the Four Horsemen brand are too invested in WWE now for him to go anywhere else. Okay. I, I mean, I could see him in, in AEW just because, you know, there is a lot of history between Arn and, and the Rhodes family. But, um, you know, he was there for a long time. And I can see him and Pritchard doing some damn good stuff together, man. Yeah, me too. And it brings up another interesting, and I'm kind of jumping somewhere here because it sort of has to do with backstage talent. Um, another guy I'm interested to see with their future with WWE holds and the same sort of idea was heavily invested in WWE because of his character and what he's done over the years is Billy Gunn, who's about to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. 
but is also appearing on Being the Elite and looks like he's going to possibly have something to do with AEW. Mm-hmm. Right? Is he, is he officially signed with them? He, he's officially signed he with is, AEW, I believe, as a okay. head trainer. Right. That's what I thought, but I wasn't quite sure because that's... Is that a sign from WWE that they still don't take AEW very seriously at all? Or are they no. just saying, like, okay, whatever, you were Billy Gunn here and we're honoring your time as Billy Gunn. Go be what's his what's his um what's his name again? I'm sorry. K- Bones. Kip Sop. Kip Sop, thank you. Thank you. I don't I don't think it's that. I, I think it might still have to do with he's had issues with substance substance abuse. And I, I get it. It is like a case by case basis from what we hear goes on in WWE, but you know he he was just taking roids, right? I don't, I don't remember what he was doing, but that's why he was let go uh, this last dude. time, right? Yeah, this is right. that's why he was let, let go this last time. So you know, and this was not the first time he's had an issue with it. So right, um, and you know he was banned from bodybuilding. So, so my point, my point where I'm trying to bring it all around to is seeing that you see these characters so. So that has been so invested in WWE over the years. I feel like Art Anderson is in that category, and I think you'll see him come back, and you'll probably see Billy Gunn come back at some point too. You know, staying on the topic now, we're talking about Billy Gunn uh, being on the contract with AEW, but let's also talk about the other recent uh, releases from the active roster and how do we think AEW plays an impact on this. Uh, we already knew about Hideo Watami and we knew about Ty Dillinger. One that came out of nowhere was uh, the release of TJP, who was the first ever Cruiserweight champion and the winner of the first ever Cruiserweight Classic. Now, do you think AEW has an impact on these releases? Because I feel like these are superstars that are requesting their release, uh, mm-hmm. and I feel like WWE isn't fighting too much to keep them. So I think yes and no. So with Kenta, or whatever the hell you want to call him, and Ty Dillinger, they were, you know, they were just victims of characters that worked in NXT that couldn't find their footing. And quite honestly, we know that Hideo Tommy Kenta had issues assimilating into the American or the WWE style of wrestling. And Ty Dillinger, you know, the dude could wrestle. I will, you know, I will be one of the first to admit that as a technical wrestler, I think he's very good. And I think... I back you up, man. I just think... that comment up. Thank you, thank you. I just think that he couldn't find a footing in a very, very saturated roster, you know? And I think that's what happened with them. TJP, I, I kind of knew as soon as he dropped the title that there were issues there because there was no way he should have dropped the title that quickly. And, you know, from reading dirt sheets or whatever, you know, apparently he's been pretty difficult backstage. So I think they tried to humble him by dropping the title when they did it, and it didn't work, and... You know, some people just don't like to follow rules. Right. And I also, but I also don't think, I think AEW has a lot to do with it because all of a sudden there's other money available that's comparable to WWE money. Obviously what AEW is offering is way more than what NJPW is offering most of their uh, talent. So this is like real money. I'll be rephrase. This is real money in America still for like guys who are from America. So I see, I definitely see Ty Dillinger maybe experimenting there. TJP, I think, needs to be humbled a little more. I don't know if we're going to see him in AEW right away. 
Hideo Tommy, no way. He's he's going back to the Far East, and I think that's that's just where he's comfortable. And I feel like that's that's where he's going to be. Maybe we'll see an appearance once or twice by him somewhere in the United States or UK. But I think he's gonna he's gonna stay in Japan. I tend to agree with Smarky. I think if we see anyone, I think Ty Dillinger will definitely show up in AEW. I think we mentioned uh, you mentioned the doc. He'd be really good for the mid card. Uh, Hideo Watami, Kenta, he's going to return back to the East. Uh, I do think a small part of me can see him going AEW. I think the Kenta character would go over well there. Um, mm-hmm. And TJP, uh, I agree. I think he needs to be humble a little bit more. I think we could see him returning back to Impact uh, yeah. for another stint over there. Or maybe even an ROH stint. You know, right. You think so? I think so. Honestly, yeah, I, that, that wouldn't be a bad thing because, Doc, we were talking about it the other day. You know, looking at ROH's talent right now, their roster is stacked. Yes. You know, we were worried for a couple of weeks after the Elite left and they lost like uh, like, uh, like one third of their entire roster, but they got some big names on their roster. So ROH is not a bad place to go right now. Agreed. Agreed. It all counts. So let's let's talk about real quick, you know, we're talking about the state of WWE and we talked about this last week with the quote unquote call ups from NXT, uh, Ricochet, Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa and Aleister Black. Well, they're still here uh, two weeks later. Uh, They're still on NXT TV. We have heard about the Dusty Rhodes Classic and all four of these superstars are involved in the Dusty Rhodes Classic in tag teams. Uh, and also this past week on NXT, Johnny Gargano did say they are officially jumping back and forth to both Raw and SmackDown Live. So let's talk about these uh, call-ups again. Let's pass over to Smarky and let's talk about how these four are <laughs> impacting the current state of WWE. For those of you in podcast land... <laughs> Doc and I were just silent fighting over who would go. Listen, Doc, I have just one thing to say. They are undefeated in WWE rings for two weeks straight. You can go. Yeah, ahead, yeah they're, they're obviously a big deal. Um, guys, take out your um, Google machines real quick. Well, I was taking a dump before I came in here. I read Tommaso <laughs> Ciampa is injured. And no. that injury, and, it's ser- and it could be serious. It just popped up on mine too. Um, but Possible apparently, Tommaso yeah, injury caused anyway, Monday night. Be- before you guys go, if anybody is a Mets fan on here um, or a Yankees fan, two guys, David Wright, Don Mattingly, they have spinal stenosis, and apparently this might be spinal stenosis or something related to it. Oh my like god, that's terrible! It could be a pretty serious injury. So this is. Kind of like breaking news to us. I was I was waiting for this segment to bring it up. So, yeah. Oh man, I just looked up what spinal stenosis is again. It, it's it's not good if that's what it is, but it's definitely a back injury from what I read. It's been reported in multiple places at this point, so um, I'm comfortable enough with at least talking about it. Um, back injury. What injury. a huge blow this is to professional wrestling around the world if he has a serious neck and back injury and has to take a significant amount of time like out this, of the ring. this could be career ending which this really could, sucks oh yeah you, and you hope it's not because yeah. you're talking about one of the top five professional wrestlers in the world in my opinion the best sports can, entertainer 
entertainer of all time. <laughs> entertainer. Let me try that again. I mean, be, oh. if, if he had to retire, happy. if he had to retire, he'd be like a Hendrix-like myth. He yeah. was only here. <laughs> well, yeah. that's really unfortunate with Champa. But all right, l- let's let's talk about the other three: Ricochet, Gargano, and Alistair Black. It really looks like they're trying to push Ricochet and Alistair Black as a tag team. Uh, yeah. I, the reason I say that is because some of the comments from commentary this past week on Raw and SmackDown about Ricochet and Aleister Black as a tag team. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on these three? And again, let's talk about how this is impacting the state, the current state of WWE. Yeah, I'm only okay with it if it ends in an invasion angle. Like, they just keep on winning, and they're just like, fuck these bitches. We are so much better than them. We're taking this place over. <laughs> Because they really, I mean, they really are, all four of them are like main roster top ten, unquestionably. Yeah. All four of them. Yep. And the fan, I feel like the audience is getting more into them. Like, I think they're more into them this week than they were last week. And I think what's really important, is especially in the Ricochet and Alistair matches, I noticed this too. Like, especially, like, if they, the crowd isn't as into it, they are by the end. Like they're yeah. getting invested in what in their in ring work, and that's really important because you know they, they have good gimmicks. Like I, I don't think their gimmicks are going to have any problems getting over in the main roster. But the fact that they're like winning fans over during the tapings, I feel big thumbs up for their future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I just agree. I have nothing on that one. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, they, yeah, they definitely picked the the best four superstars to be called up to the main roster at this time. Mm-hmm. Again, they they're just looking to change the entire landscape, and what a better time than now on the road to WrestleMania. Now, does that mean Vince McMahon doesn't value a the prior call ups as much, and b the rest of the NXT roster? And my second question is, who are the next women that are going to get called up? Ah. Well, to answer your first question, I think Vince McMahon asked Triple H for some call-ups beginning of the year to be a part of their shakeup. So Triple H gave him his B team, the Lacey Evans, the EC3, the Heavy Machinery, the Lars Sullivan, the Nikki Cross. When he saw that, it was Nikki Cross is not B team. Right, but in this situation, compared to who I'm going to talk about as the A team, she could be looked at as the B team. Trust me, I'm a huge Nikki Cross fan too. But then I think when Vince saw that the beginning of this year was not panning out the way he was hoping, he was like, all right, H, I need your fucking A team, and it has to happen like a week ago. So, okay, cool, here you go. Here's my top four guys. Yeah, but apparently Triple H didn't even know the call-ups were happening. No, he didn't. Yeah, yeah no idea. everything I've read is that Triple H was like kind of like he this was not planned. Is that what you're saying? That like last second Vince McMahon yeah, just so, told Triple H, "Hey, I'm bringing these four guys up." By the way, or so, or maybe maybe no, he went no to, maybe he went to Stephanie. He's like, Steph, who is Triple H's top four guys? And she's like, Here, these four are his top guys. Great, call them for me. Tell them they're coming up to Raw. And I'll I'll tell Paul tomorrow when when I see him at the arena. Man, went behind his back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's behind his back. I mean, that not that what Triple H wants? 
his his guys to be the guys he that wants Vince it. wants. Exactly. Yeah, like I would, if I would think it'd be like a little proud, like yeah, man, this like Raw sucks so much ass that they need my guys because they know my guys are putting out the better product right now. Right. Well, yeah. guys, you know, let's talk about some more stuff on the main roster. Talk about more about the McMahons and Triple H and what they're doing and how we're changing the landscape of WWE. We'll talk more about that right after this. What's up, guys? This is Mr. Monday Morning, Mance Chapel, inviting you to join me every Monday morning for the Gift of Podcast. I'll give you thoughts on today's wrestling, but I'll also hop in the Wayback Machine and we'll take a look at wrestling's past. And my God, sometimes it gets ugly. Don't take my word for it. Come hear it for yourself every Monday morning on Wrestle Addict Radio. This is the Gift of Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Resident Universal Royalty King Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings podcast, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. So, guys, this past Monday on Raw, besides it being the best Raw that we've seen in a very, very long time, it opened up in the best way possible with the return of Roman Reigns, where he brought us some really, really great news. Um, His leukemia is in remission so that is awesome that is a huge huge plus for wwe now there's no talks about how soon he's going to be returning but it turns out that according to Meltzer, it is being advertised that he's going to have a match at Fastlane. Reportedly, it's going to be a handicap match. Roman and Rollins versus Lashley, McIntyre, and Corbin in a two-on-three handicap match. So, guys, first, let's talk about how do you guys feel about Roman Reigns returning so quickly, and do you guys think this is too soon to throw him into a match? I mean, if he's ready to go, get him back out there. You know, like him or not, he's one of the top top guys in the in the promotion. So, you know, and it was we all and Raw could use you know, a Roman Reigns right now. It's probably the most over he has or will ever be in his career. So you may as well just milk it for all it's worth. Um, you know what's funny is that um we have these fans that you know before this happened. Every time he'd come out, it sounded like you were at a Bruce Springsteen concert with the amount of booze you heard. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and that, like, he, he comes back out, special announcement, and did anyone hear any booze? Man, we're very forgiving. Th- that was the you biggest pop. a guy that beat cancer. Yeah, that was I, the biggest get, pop he's ever gotten. And I, and I, and I get it. It's just, it's just funny, you know, how uh, situations change uh, a character. Um, I'm so happy he has beaten cancer, though. I wonder if that match being advertised at Fastlane is going to be a dark match after it's over. You know, sometimes they do dark matches after the event. Oh, yeah. They do, yeah. yeah. Did you guys see the article about him turning heel? I don't know if that's a, a good idea at this point. You just you just brought back uh, who you tried to make your top performer, who right now can be your top performer on Monday Night Raw, uh, right now, I mean, he come. He makes his return on Monday. He made it a point to go all the way around that ring, high five everyone in the crowd, taking selfies, signing autographs, pressing palms, and kissing babies. Like that is your face of the company. He was on Good Morning America the next morning. Yep. He, he doesn't make, get. He, 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 doesn't, he can't make he this guy heal right now. 
He doesn't get to be Jericho. He has to be a face. Yeah. yeah. I think at this point, it, he has to be a face. As much as we always wanted him to turn heel, he doesn't need to now. He's he got plenty of time face. to turn heel. Yeah, he's he could be a baby face the company heel. needs. They already have the heels they need. They already have the Daniel Bryans. They already have the Tommaso Champas. Yep. Um, we need a face like, like, like what Roman Reigns is right now. So, no, I don't think he's going to be turning heel. I think it's a bad idea. Well... That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Okay. You say so. Well, it's just good that Roman's back, and it's good that he's healthy, and it's good that he's ready to start wrestling again. As long as he's ready to go, there's no reason why he shouldn't be out there. Yeah, it's interesting to see what kind of capacity he's going to be returning in. I do believe he's already been announced that he'll be back on Raw again uh, next week as well. So he's already back on TV, which is awesome. I'm curious to see where he ends up in WrestleMania. Do we think he's going to have a WrestleMania match? Is he going to have a WrestleMania moment? Or is he just going to be in the corner of Seth Rollins? Oh, he's going to be wrestling. He's got to be wrestling. He'll be, re- he'll be wrestling. Maybe he'll wrestle. He should, he should wrestle Cena. That's what he should do. And just, you think just, so, Cena? Just have, like, just, why not? It's so close to WrestleMania. The card's still being developed. They just say, hey, you know what? Let's not break up storylines. Let's not rock the boat too much. We got some solid stuff finally going on on Raw. We got some. We have two back to back. We've had some solid episodes, you know. So why don't we just for now throw you in a feud with part time guy with Cena? Cena put you over at Mania. Whole place goes nuts. Maybe to turn Cena heel a little bit, you know. Maybe he could do like the Hollywood heel thing now, kind of like The Rock did for a little bit towards the end of his uh, first WWE run. You know, I, I personally think if Cena is going to face anyone at WrestleMania, it should be someone like Drew McIntyre. But we'll, we can get into that conversation next week. I, I'm curious to see what happens with Roman Reigns on his second week back on TV. Uh, I, I personally I, don't I, think Cena is the right guy for him to fight at Mania. I think Drew McIntyre is going to find his way into that. Um, he might find his way into that Universal Title match somehow. I don't know. It's a little interesting right now because they're put, bringing back together that whole band of McIntyre, Lashley, and Corbin. It's like they're trying to do something now with this stable. Hey, so three MB reunites. Is oh, Leo Rush a part of the stable? It, we don't really know if he's with Lashley or not. I mean, it looks like he's kind of on his outs with Lashley, but I feel like when the stable's together, uh, Leo Rush isn't there. Right. Well, Lashley's yeah. out singles. He's with Leo. I don't know. Anyway, let's talk about something else that happened that was really cool on Monday Night Raw. It was the way it ended. It was Ric Flair's 70th birthday party, and they were getting ready to celebrate, and they announced Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Kurt Angle, Sting, and Shawn Michaels all came to the ring along with Stephanie and Triple H. With the rest of the locker room up on the stage, Ric Flair's music hits, and everyone's waiting and waiting. And then cameraman shows up on the Titan Tron, and who do we see? The animal Batista. What a perfect return uh, that someone like Batista could have, because we all know his last return was oh, a flop. Was so bad. Oh, I'm so disaster. happy that Batista so had bad. a rightful return. It was the right time. It was the right story. This again is long-term storytelling at its best. You know, he had a thing with Ric Flair back in the day. He hasn't gotten a chance to face Triple H, so this is how he gets his attention. 
So I think it's set, guys. We're going to see H and Batista at WrestleMania. You think so? Yeah. That's where we're going? I mean, where else? He can't, he, he's not going to face Ric Flair at WrestleMania. Can we, can we just talk about... I, I did. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I don't do it very often anymore, but I I marked the fuck out with that return. It was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. I'll tell was, you what. I'll tell you what. Tell me what. Batista's acting career has done him well in terms of his wrestling career because I, agree. I, I think he just looks so much more comfortable and, and so much more like more of a natural badass on TV now. Ever since doing some big movies and like really getting into acting at a level like, you know, I mean, I even think he's above Cena in terms of the acting end of his career. I just know? hope, I just hope he didn't come back because he's on the outs with Marvel because of the whole Kevin Feige thing. Because he is very good at, as Drax, Drax Destroyer, and I'm a big MCU guy. I don't know if you guys are, but I, I really am. So I just hope he's not coming back because he doesn't have a job at Marvel anymore. Yeah, I remember he was real pissed about that dude being let go, right? As he should be. You know, I, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I I, do not like, you know, hate speech or anything like that. But, I, you know, this one I think was a little, little shady. But let me tell you, I'm happy he's back. This return was much better for him because I was, I was kind of, you know, sad for him with the last one. You know, I, I have feelings, guys. And. Yeah, all of my when I, the last K-Fabe's classics, all I just kept going back to was the timing of Batista's return in 2014 and how it was right in the middle of the yes, right in the beginning of the yes movement, I guess we'll call it. And you just, you, you could, no one else could have gotten over at that time but Daniel Bryan as the top face of the company. And they just kept trying to force Batista and force Batista and force Batista. And this time, they don't have to force anything. Like you said, Sparky, they don't have to force anything. Kind of like yeah. how we got a uh, Roman Reigns shoved down our throat. Now this is definitely the perfect timing for for Batista. He got himself back over after playing Drax the Destroyer in Guardians of the Galaxy. He made his return at SmackDown 1000, and he got a great pop because he also got a great promo with Triple H. And it's been in talks for a while. Batista has been open. He wants to come back, and he wants to be in an angle with Triple H. That mm-hmm. was his only stipulation. So. All thanks to the dirt sheets and the internet, everyone knew this was a thing, so this was the perfect way to bring him back. And it's already being announced that I think we're going to see him on Raw again this coming week. So this story is definitely not over yet. It's only only just beginning. Ooh. Yeah, I think we're just seeing the very beginning of it. I, I think, I feel like Batista, he's going to be on most of the Raws leading up to WrestleMania at this point. I think he's going to be around more often than not till the very least WrestleMania. I think so. And you know who else is going to be around a lot more often that we didn't expect to see so soon? Kevin Owens. Yeah. Makes his return. Now, this is going to open up a big can of worms. So, we've been talking the past few weeks about Kofi Mania, about the absolutely amazing performance by Kofi Kingston the past few weeks on television and at Elimination Chamber. He was set to face Daniel Bryan at Fastlane for the WWE Championship. And then Vince McMahon comes out, tells Kofi he's not good enough, and replaces him with Kevin Owens. Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's not having deja vu. Uh, uh. So Kevin Owens takes the place of Kofi Kingston. Why? Where? Where is this going storyline-wise? And are we still seeing babyface Kevin Owens like we thought we were going to see? 
or is this still just the same old KO? So I have a couple thoughts about this. One, I think you talked about Vince McMahon. It's the second time he's done this in the past few weeks. I think there's going to be a long-term payoff for the Mr. McMahon character with all this. Um, I'm curious to see, you know, if the evil Mr. McMahon character is really making a comeback, like it's so it seems. I'm curious to see who is his guy. Like, you know, The Rock was his guy for a while. And, you know, just like, or Triple H was his, obviously been his guy for the while. Who is his guy or girl now? Is it maybe Charlotte Flair? You know, maybe this this time around when Vince is the evil Mr. McMahon character, he's got a woman like being his like champion as opposed to The Rock or Triple H. I also am curious to see where Kevin Owens character does go, because I could actually see him aligning himself with Daniel Bryan and and Rowan. I can see him pull off that gimmick. I got nothing right now. I gotta be honest with you. I I don't know where they're gonna go. I mean, you're you're like okay. If I'm booking it, that's what I would like to say. That's I what would I'm throw saying. that. Okay. I would throw that into the like. Hey, what do you what do you? If this is a creative meeting, that's what I'm saying. What do you think it is? What if at the end of this, KO like kind of earns the trust of Daniel Bryan and then costs him in a match against? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. KO earns the trust of um. Son of a bitch, Kofi Kingston in the New Day, and then he screws them at WrestleMania and costs Kofi the title at Mania and joins with the three, with those three. That be a, I think that would be an interesting swerve. You're gonna have plenty of other moments at WrestleMania to get the crowd back. You put that in the middle of the card. That's what I want to go with this. Do you guys think this is just a stepping stone to get Kofi in the main event at WrestleMania or in the championship picture for WrestleMania? Because Kofi Mania is what's trending now, not As Kofi it Fastlane. Be. It's Kofi Mania. I think, this was, I think this was changed because Kofi is going to get a title match at WrestleMania. I don't know if he's going to win that title match at WrestleMania. You know? He could lose this title match, and then they could build a whole year, and he can win next year at WrestleMania. Yep. It would probably be even fucking greater if you really think about it. I I think that they saw how much how much the fans were behind him, and said, "All right, maybe Fastlane's not it. Maybe this could be a, a Mania match." Well, it's really interesting. I feel like usually around this time we already know what the landscape's going to be for WrestleMania, but we still have a lot of questions not answered, and we're going to be waiting until like the week before Mania to figure out who the hell's facing who. Uh, but hey, I'm excited because guess what, guys? We're going to fucking be there. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah gonna, man. And I think yeah, we're going to have, I think most of the card is going to be booked. And not the Raw after Fastlane, but the Raw the week after that. Most of the card will be booked by then. And isn't it... And when is the shake-up going to happen? Is it the week after Mania? Yeah, the same week it always does. Usually. That's when it happened last year, too. Yeah, It's interesting, yeah, it though, is. because I feel like things are already being shaken up before they even officially shake things up. And... You know, we, we, we made fun of the McMahons uh, back in January about the whole shake-up. Uh, you guys probably heard Taylor Swift a lot in our past episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but 
I mean, if you sit back and look at, at what's happening, they're fucking shaking up. They're really stirring the pot here. Yeah, and they really are. It's making for some really good television each and every week. If Fastlane can give us a product like Elimination Chamber did, then I think we're on the right track, guys, to a really successful uh, WrestleMania and a really successful new year of wrestling. Yeah, I mean, you know? too, I mean in terms of pay-per-views, I mean, since TLC... You know, WWE's are pretty much three for three. Survivor Series was a fucking debacle, but since then, like they've been, they've pretty much been three for three. You know, all three of those shows have been at least B to B plus shows at, at the very least. With TLC probably being closer to an A show. Hey, it's me, Johnny Smarks, and you're listening to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast on Wrestle Attic Radio. Another surprise return we got to see on SmackDown Live this week was the return of Matt Hardy. And more importantly, the return of the Hardy Boys, who returned and faced the bar in tag team action. So it looks like Woken Matt Hardy is contained for the time being. Um, And Matt Hardy is joining forces again with Brother Nero, a.k.a. the charismatic enigma Jeff Hardy. And it looks like they're looking for those tag team titles again. (laughs) Now, we've been talking about it for a while that the tag team division needs a shot in the arm. Is this the shot in the arm they needed? Or is this just another old tag team taking away TV time from teams like the club and Sanity? Maybe they're here to help put over teams like the club and Sanity. Huh? I mean, that'd be great, but I don't see that happening. I see they're just taking a spotlight. Why? I could agree with that on SmackDown. If they're going to put over tag teams, put them on Raw. I think Raw is the, is the, the, the brand that really needs help with their tag teams. Put them on both. I would do it on both. Enough with this brand-specific bullshit. They they should make the tag team titles just like the women's tag titles, where they cross amongst all the brands. What is just make all like just like I don't think there should be certain like wrestlers assigned to certain brands. Like the United States titles fought on the SmackDown brand. So you want to fight for it, you have to go up here on SmackDown. But then if you decide you want to fight for the Intercontinental title, you can just hop right back to Raw and do that. Like I don't think there's any issue with like doing that so just have them jump back and forth and they can fight whoever the fuck they want instead of having a limited not like limited opponents for each wrestler because they can only appear on one fucking program nonsense so i don't know if you guys saw there was a backstage promo with matt and jeff hardy uh from smackdown they were talking about how you know they they want to get back in the tag team picture they, they're looking to get those titles again and did you notice uh, the presence of the ladder that was behind the Hardy Boys. I don't know how symbolic that was, but that's what I noticed. So I think we're going to see a tag team ladder match of sorts again at WrestleMania. Now, Ooh. do you guys also think this is the final swan song for Matt and Jeff Hardy? Or is this I just the beginning of a of their final yeah. run? It's, yeah, this is definitely, I mean, we're seeing the last, you know, years of the Hardys, without a doubt, those guys beating the shit out of themselves, and they're all and they're in their forties now. So yeah, you know, yeah, they are. And they've been doing this for a long, long since they were freaking kids. Yep. 
So I think that we this is their probably I think it's their final run. I, I don't see them. I, maybe after they're done here, doing something quick in in AEW, but I think we're done. But just so they can face the Young Bucks. Yes. Could you? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my God. You know, one thing that I can see happening is um, I don't know for sure. I haven't read any reports about what Vince McMahon thought of the Woken character or what he thought of the, uh, I think it was called the Ultimate Deletion when they had it on Raw with uh, really? Woken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. I think now that they have Matt and Jeff both on the same brand, they could really introduce the Broken Universe to WWE and do it on a grander level than it ever has been. And I think this is the opportunity now to really put it up on, on a pedestal and really let that thing shine on WWE television. So is Bray Wyatt a part of the Broken Universe? He's got to be at this point. We'll have to wait and find out, I think. Because that be really cool, I think. Yeah. 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 I think the possibilities for this are endless and they could definitely have a big run. Uh, it can be very, very creative, and I think now they got guys like Bruce Pritchard back and guys who worked in Impact, like Jeff Jarrett, Sanjay Dutt, and Abyss, who were there during the introduction of the Broken Universe. They'll be able to also back up the Hardys with how successful this uh, this gimmick can be on WWE television. So I think we're in for a, a fun ride with the Hardys, even if there is their final run. It's going to be pretty, pretty friggin' amazing. Um, I agree. But listen, guys, I'd be remiss if we didn't take some time to talk about the Raw Women's Championship situation. So I saw a lot of hate uh, towards Ronda Rousey for her promo that she cut after her match this past Monday on Raw. But you know what? For what it's worth, maybe her delivery wasn't the best, but it was a strong promo. The words that she used, the words that she said were very powerful. And the fact that she left the goddamn title on the floor, on the apron in the ring, was huge. So, guys, we're going to get that triple threat match. I mean, you heard the crowd chanting for triple threat on Raw. So, <laughs> before you burst at the seams, Doc, take it away. Fucking nerds who are, like, or who are fucking giving Ronda Rousey a hard time. I thought that was... I had no problem stepping over her words. I if anything, great. that made it feel a little more, like... Real. She just got done. She's pumped up. Her freaking emotions or her fucking energy is going fucking absolutely insane. Her adrenaline. That's the word I'm looking for. Glasses. Of course she can't like form sentences logically. She's ready to fucking kick the shit out of somebody. You ever been in a fight before, boy? Any of you ever been in a fight before? Yeah, yeah, with you. Thinking, you yeah, if you're going in there, you're fighting somebody. You're not thinking about completing fucking sentences. You're thinking about kicking fucking ass. Yep. Yep. So I appreciate that. I thought that came across. That's a good thing. It's real. It feels real. Everything about Becky and Ronda, I really feel like the two of them hate each other's fucking this guts. Time it's real. Have you guys seen their Twitter war over the past week? Oh, it's it, great. Shit got well, apparently, dirty. Apparently, creative, apparently WWE got pissed at them. And it's holding the tone it down a little. I don't know. I've seen reports about the WWE being behind it, them also not being behind it. Meltzer said they're definitely behind it. Who knows, though? Who knows? Because their war was definitely effective, and it definitely helped enhance this feud. Yeah, and and it also could be a work from WWE just portraying themselves as the corporate fuck-ups. Right. 
Why are <clears throat> never mind. I'm not I'm not. No, no, say it. What? What? No, say it. No, no, no. 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 Why are we not talking about Charlotte? What? Why are we not talking about Charlotte? No, I, it has nothing. It has nothing to do with Charlotte. It has nothing to do with Charlotte. What do you got? What do you got? Just come on. Uh, come on. I need a oh, second to form. I need a second to form my words here. He's gonna say something anti Becky. No, I, I, hell no. Oh, oh okay. Because you have that like sort of tone in your voice where you're scared to talk to us, and the only no, thing I can imagine that, that would I make just, you petrified to talk no, to us. No, no, no. I just I'm trying to figure out how to word this right. I think I know. What, uh, I'll help you, Johnny. Ruby okay. Riot should be in the title picture. Oh, yes, oh. you're right. I agree. Quit the time, quit Ruby got squashed. <laughs> I quit the podcast. I'm done. Everyone, Ruby got squashed. Oh, God. All right, moving on. John, <laughs> while you think of your words, Doc, let's talk about Charlotte, too, in this picture. Now, she came out and once again gave a great promo on SmackDown. I think she this is the best Charlotte that we've seen on the main roster since she first was called up. It's heel Charlotte. Heel Charlotte fucking rules. Heel flair fucking rules. Yeah. What does a heel flair not kick ass? Their best function is heels. And I think she might be, and the more I see her, it's where I came up with the, the thought of like, maybe she's going to be Vince's corporate champion going forward. She's coming out, looking good, dressed in black, like all business, all badass. That, she, has, she reeks of a corporate champion right now. She, she's a flair. She's a flair. And she's a flair. She's yeah. a, a fucking flair. Hell, in WWE Universe World, Ric Flair owns half the fucking promotion. <laughs> You're not wrong. You are not wrong at all. So shit's definitely getting real right now in the Raw Women's Division. Uh, I'm sorry, the Raw Women's title picture Whoa. Uh, leading to WrestleMania. But... Uh, I think this is it, guys. I think we can all agree we're going to get that triple threat match. There's no other place to put Charlotte where it would make sense. It wouldn't make sense to put Charlotte um, against Asuka at WrestleMania at this point. No, I don't think so. You know, the triple threat has to happen. So, so now is the time where you guys tell me, man, Doc, you were right. This would be this is the best storyline they could have done. OK, and no. I'm waiting. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Yes, Doc, you were right, because a few months ago I was saying, no, it's stupid for them to blow their load right now. But you know what? The storytelling they've been doing since TLC and Royal Rumble, it makes sense. The way they're portraying Becky Lynch now as that anti-authority figure is what this story needed to make this triple threat match make sense. Right. And now... You could do maybe Charlotte Oscar next year, and that's cool. Then you get a nice long payoff for Oscar with that. You could do Charlotte and Rhea Ripley next year by at that point, and it would right. still be an amazing we, match. Where does where, where, where do we, where, what is Oscar even doing? What is Lacey Evans doing? What is the SmackDown Women's Division doing? That's yeah. a good question. It was announced that Mandy Rose is facing Oscar at Fastlane, but it was announced after SmackDown on but, Twitter. Dude, that's gonna be a pre-show match. That's gonna be a pre-show match. I'm yeah. telling you, man. You guys told me I was crazy. I told you that's gonna be a pre-show match. I just don't think they and creative has anything for Oscar right now. So they're kind of just like, here, hold this, and when we bring the next <laughs> round of women up, here, we'll uh, we'll get you some opponents, or we we're able to get freaking uh, or we get Ember Moon over here and Natalia over here. We'll get you some opponents for the rest of the year. You know, I am curious. This, to, and I'm wondering if. 
Ember, if did Ember Moon's injury postpone anything they originally had set up for Asuka? I mean, they're already shaking things up between the brands as it is. Like Kevin Owens returned to SmackDown, but he was a Raw wrestler. Becky and Becky and Charlotte show up on Raw. The women's tag belts go amongst three. So they very easily could have had Ember Moon show up on SmackDown one day and challenge Asuka for the SmackDown women's title. So maybe that put a damper on things. Maybe Ember Moon is due to be back in time for Mania, and that's going to be Asuka's Mania match. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. I think that's the most logical story at this point, but it depends on how long she's going to be out on injury. Who's the and heel? Who's the heel? It would have to be Asuka, I think. Yeah. Like a bitter Asuka. They have I think she so. wins the title. They have no opponents. She's like, you keep me off TV after I win the title because I don't speak English. This, that, and the other thing. They out comes Ember Moon. Yeah, here comes Ember Moon. No, no, no. You got you keep, you know, They go back to their NXT feud. They have unfinished business. Right. You know, now let's tie all of this in. So we're talking about the women's title picture between both brands. Let's all tie this into how this is affecting the current state of WWE. Uh, We were saying it earlier. This is the main event, is the women's title picture. Right now, we have the Triple H, the Rock, the Steve Austin, the Undertaker of this era. You know, uh, Doc, you said it. Can we see our new corporate champion amongst these four superstars? I'm including Asuka in this conversation as well because she's the other title holder. You know, this is the main event. Look at how our state of wrestling has changed so much only over the past 60 to 90 days. Like, we talked about the women being the main event, but there is no doubt in my mind the women are the fucking main event at this point. Yeah. I, I don't see it any other way. They, their programs are just better right now. They're just better, absolutely. They're 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 their workers, the wrestlers. They have more fire. The women. What are, what they is, just they want it more. Here. Yeah, they want it more. They realize how close they are to really truly usurping the men in the in the in the promotion, and they want it. Yep. You know. So let's see what happens with uh, you know, Gargano and Champa. I think uh, as long as, of course, if Tommaso's healthy, as long as he's healthy, I think that's going to really shake a lot of things up because that guy's a, those guys are both future champions. They're future main eventers. True. We we talked about earlier, the the main crop of superstars from NXT, that right there is going to help mold the men's division on the main roster in in the upcoming, within within the next year to two years. Yep. So, but I think right now it's the women's time to shine, and they have the right people in the right spots. You know, but let's talk about some other changes in the current state of WWE that are a little more subtle. Um, let's talk about the announcers real quick. So, with the, over the past, I guess six to eight months, we've seen the introduction of Renee Young now to the Raw commentating team. Uh, also, the uh, the in ring announcers. We're seeing a lot more of. Uh, Kayla Braxton and Sarah Schreiber on the main roster and they haven't really been on NXT for that long Uh, Mm -hmm. we haven't seen Jojo a lot lately I've seen some reports that Jojo may be pregnant which is why Bray Wyatt's not back on TV because there's that rumor of Bray and Jojo being together I don't think it's a rumor dude yeah, That's I'm not, not going to report on that because I don't deal with rumor and innuendo, kind of like Conrad Thompson. Um, oh, thanks, Conrad. Oh, oh, oh. But um, 
I think JoJo has stepped away for a bit to allow people like Kayla and Sarah to shine on the main roster. There's also been some reports about Michael Cole potentially retiring soon. So we're talking about shaking things up. Even on the announced team and the commentating tables, we're going to have some new changes, some new young blood coming up and taking over uh, this. So who, who do we see is going to be the new voice of WWE? Go ahead, Doc. Yeah, uh, it's a shame when Michael Cole retires. Honestly, I think he's like in the midst of like his best work of his career. I'll be dead honest with you. And I think that's like, because of the party of the company that he's keeping at that the table. You mean yeah. Renee Young, who is the actual future? Thank you very much. Yeah, no, Renee, Renee's gotten a lot better. I think Renee's in the past like month or two is really like taking a huge jump up. Like she sounds just she sounds comfortable now. She sounds a lot more comfortable now. That's a fair comment to make. She was make. comfortable after the first night she was on the uh, uh, no, It was shaky. No. It was shaky. But there were times where, like, Corey would throw some stuff at her, and she would still get caught off guard, much like the way Byron Saxton does on SmackDown. And now she's, like, she's like really, when Corey throws her shit, she's fucking throwing it right back at him now. And it's good. It's good banter. It took a while, but she's really finding a rapport with him. And Michael Cole is playing the perfect, like, straight guy in the middle of him. I think it's been the best, maybe the best work of Cole's career in the past. Like, the May Young Classic. I remember when I heard Cole was calling the May Young Classic this year, and I was like, really? It's lame. And then, like, it might have been the best commentary work of Cole's career. The May it, was Young him, it was him and Leader, or him and Beth Phoenix this year. Him and Beth Phoenix. Him and Beth, yeah. Cole was a stud. During the Mae Young Classic, I'll say it. Yeah, no, Stunned. I agree. I think that was some yeah. of his best best commentary work was at the Mae Young Classic. Joe, Joe, um, to address that, this is gonna sound really bad, wrestling fan of me. I really don't pay attention to the uh, the, the announcer, the ring announcers, ever since Howard Finkel retired. <laughs> he does have <laughs> he does have a pretty. Unique voice. Yeah. Well, that's because back then they allowed someone like the Fink to also be a character. Right now, the announcers are just announcers. They're not characters. Back then, you had guys like Mean Gene and the Fink who were characters, and they they were involved in storylines at times. They were used to enhance the television. Why can't we get back to that? Yeah, well... Yeah, you know, I don't. Who knows? Corey Graves, we are. Corey Graves would be a great character. You know, Jerry Lawler got involved in the stories sometimes. Why can't Corey Graves get involved in the stories? That'd be cool. I wish he could still wrestle. Can he even take like a bump, like a small bump? I don't think. I don't think I don't so. Think so. Yeah. I think Corey Graves is. Uh, you're talking about Corey, right? Yeah. 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 I think. I think Corey is unfortunately pretty fragile with his injuries. That's mm-hmm. so. All right, but let's keep talking more about the state of wrestling, and we're going to talk about now the state of 205 Live. So I what want to bring up a couple of things. Live? So 205 Live is still a, an active brand. It's the purple brand. There are only 14 active superstars on the roster of 205 Live. Four of those superstars are also found on Monday Night Raw. That's Lucha House Party and Leo Rush. Okay. Um, they recently took Mustafa Ali out of 205 Live, made him full-time over on SmackDown. And recently, Noam Dar 
is now officially a full-time member of NXT UK. So, and also they just released TJP. So I feel like they're losing superstars and not really introducing any new faces. They did introduce Humberto Carrillo, who was also doing double duty on NXT as well. Uh, this past week on NXT UK, uh, I, I got to see it, and Jack Gallagher put on a great match, a great technical masterpiece against Tyler Bate. Can Jack Gallagher be the next person who's going to become full-time on NXT UK's roster? So I think that's already been announced, bud. Really? It has been for Jack Gallagher? I think so. So there you go. So now take Jack Gallagher off of that list of active superstars. That's 13 active superstars. Are they going to slowly dissipate 205 Live, and is 205 Live going away? All right. So if you guys listen to my show at all, you'll, you'll hear that I, I cover NXT, NXT UK, and I always say sometimes 205 Live, but quite honestly, I never really cover it because most of the superstars are on other shows and doing better work on those other shows. So why... Why should I cover something that I think is actually going to be going away? It, it was a great experiment. Didn't really work to bring the cruiserweights back as as you know as well as we thought. And cruiserweights can be other places. You know what well, I mean? I, well, one, if that happens, you should keep the title. You will. At least, yeah, at least we're going to keep, keep the, the title. Two. Why not? And I was talking to Bones about this. Uh, we were chatting earlier this week. Why not make two hundred five live just like. A show just it's it's almost that already, but they keep trying to make storylines. Just make it a show where like the guys can go and just wrestle each other, like you know, just uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like in an exhibition style, like half an hour each week. All the cruiserweights that are there now, they go on the main roster or they go to NXT and they go do their thing. But you do the half an hour two hundred five live show each, or two hundred five show. You do it at NXT and you just have. You know, two matches, mm-hmm. and you just rotate them each week. Maybe you make it a year-long tournament. Yep. Yep. You know, and at the end of the year, the winner gets a shot at whoever the cruiserweight champion is. And they use the uh, the other shows like Raw, NXT, SmackDown to help develop storylines within the tournament. Uh, is that similar to uh, doing uh, in, in, in New Japan where they have the G One tournament? Yeah, and it, yeah, right. and it all like it all interacts all together on their television. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What that's a we, you know what? This is why Vince hire me. I'm available for about two fifty grand a year. I'll do Ooh, it that, cheaper than that. That's shit. on the light side. Damn. <laughs> Dude, two fifty grand a year. I wouldn't even know what to do with all that money. <laughs> so, so Doc, so what do you think's happening then with Two Hundred Five Live? I and mean, we, we can we could um, come up with all these all these f- fantasize all these ideas of what's going to happen. But what do you think is happening? Are they trying to rebuild? Or are they trying to just get rid of Two Hundred Five Live? They're just getting they're getting rid of it. They're going to keep the belt and they're going to get rid of the brand. Yeah. I think it's the smartest decision is to keep the belt and let the belt travel amongst the brands. There's more than enough superstars that are 205, quote-unquote 205, or lighter. Yeah, Tony Nese is not 205. Belt. Tony no. Nese is not 205. Bullsh- bullshit. I made a stack. All right, guys. Well, we're getting to the end, and we're going to be running out of time pretty soon. So don't go anywhere, fourth wall fam. We'll be right back. To close off episode 15 of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast after these words. 
Hey you, yeah you, are you looking for something different in 2019? Are you tired of the norm? Well head on over to Wrestle Addict Radio on iTunes and catch me, J-Bone, from Smash This Podcast, bringing you weekly Impact Wrestling reviews. And be sure to check out the rest of the RantWithAnt.com family there as well. What up, Booses? This is Double F, Double C, Jeff Pomaccio at 52 Points of Art, the host of Not Your Mama Soap Opera and Not Underscore Opera, where we showcase the entertainment side of professional wrestling. Can't wait to connect with all my ooses Wednesdays on the Wrestle Addicts Radio. That's at A-D-D-I-C-T-W-R-E-S-T-L-E. Can't wait to connect with you all. Have a good one. This is war. All right, so we talked about a lot of topics that are really changing the landscape of WWE and the current state of WWE as we know it. So what's next, guys? We're on the road to WrestleMania, which is going to close this chapter of WWE. What's going to happen? What's going to help with the restart and the refresh of the main roster? You know, what are some of the new chapters we're going to see and some new beginnings we're going to see? So, Doc, let's start with you. Uh, the biggest thing is they're gonna ha- we're gonna see a shake up of the SmackDown women's division. It How just so? it needs what's gonna it happen? Needs new re- it needs new wrestlers. We're talking about after WrestleMania. There's yeah. gonna be a superstar shake up. I so know. I'm on move. the same podcast as you, asshole. You fucking <laughs> piece of shit. Anyway, Ember Moon's gonna move over. I talked about this earlier. You should have been listening, band boy. All right. Ember Moon's going to move over. Natalia's going to move over. Maybe the Riot Squad moves back over to Raw. Uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte. I'm sorry, there's SmackDown. Becky Lynch and Charlotte permanently moved to Raw. So I think you see that. I think you're going to have the rest of the four horsewomen get called up to uh, Raw at some point during 2019. And Bailey and Banks are going to keep popping because they're going to be tag team champions. So they'll be on both shows. Yeah, so I think that's the biggest thing. You're, you're going to see that. You're going to see that big thing happen right after WrestleMania. I mean, maybe. I, I mean, do, it, does it really need to be shaken up that much? And why do we really think that we're going to have people exclusive to brands anymore? I would like if they didn't have that. And I, I hope, but if they're advertising a superstar shakeup, then obviously we're still doing the brand split or they wouldn't be advertising a superstar shakeup. I know. I just don't want it to happen. (laughs) Now, how much of an impact do you think SmackDown has moving to Fox later on this year? Uh, uh, How much impact does that have on the upcoming shakeup post WrestleMania? Maybe SmackDown becomes the A show because it's on big boy Fox. Maybe. I don't think I, you cannot take a show that's been on the air for 20 plus years and make a B show out of it. It's not going to be hard to if they put the right people on SmackDown. Yeah, and it's not going to be hard to when SmackDown's on fucking Fox and and Raw is still the bastard child of NBC Universal on USA. 
But we also don't know what kind of effects Fox Sports is going to have on the production of SmackDown. You know, we don't know. Is it going to be more sports related rather than sports entertainment related? Uh, is the commentary going to be different? Are they going to introduce someone who works for from Fox Sports on the commentary team? Uh, like we mentioned a little bit a little while ago about Michael Cole leaving. Are they going to introduce someone new on some oh of these shows? God, I hope not. You know, I is that going to change the entire production of SmackDown moving forward? Mm-hmm. God, I hope not, because I cannot stand Fox as sports commentators. <laughs> I can't stand Joe Buck. <laughs> I can't stand... I think Gus Johnson is still on Fox. I can't stand him either. Don't hold me to that. Gus Johnson might not be on Fox anymore. I, I hope we don't get Fox as commentators. I hope it's still WWE commentators. I think it will be. I think WWE would be silly to give up that much creative control of Fox. Yeah, um, it's interesting to see what kind of change that's going to have on the overall production of WWE television. But also, there has been a rumor about NXT possibly being in the talks with Fox Sports as well. Uh, First of all, that's going to do big things for the brand itself. But can we see NXT being that legit third brand and making that a two-hour weekly show on Fox television? I watched NXT and NXT UK more religiously than the main level shows. I think if we NXT, all do. If NXT moved to like Fox Sports One, it would probably move to Fox Sports One and not Big Boy oh, Fox. Yeah, forgot about FS One. Yeah, or FX or something, one of those channels. But if like NXT moves there and they're going to do the terrestrial thing, like they have to go live. Yep. I think yeah. we talked about this before. I think Billy's Bones and I have put NXT on Tuesday nights to go against Tuesday Night Dynamite and create the Tuesday Night Wars. <laughs> Because you can get NXT to replace SmackDown on Tuesdays and then SmackDown moves to Fridays. Yeah. And let's be realistic WWE, I, they need, like, Raw needs to go back to two hours and they need to add another two hour main show. Like, that's how they should three do hour, it. I think we've all noticed that three hours yeah. is just way too much. Two hour Raw, two hour SmackDown, two hour NXT. But we also just saw this past week that as long as you have Bruce Richards. I'm um, sorry, Bruce, Bruce Pritchard. Pritchard. Sitting kind of in gorilla. What medicine are you on? Because I, I know <laughs> this is all the, me- the medicines kicking in. As long as we have Bruce Pritchard sitting in gorilla, a three-hour show is not going to be that painful to watch. No, and it wasn't the past two weeks. Yeah. Also, I just while I'm doing my producing here for us and my next show, did you guys see the article about Dana Warrior? She's on creative now too. I did notice what? that. Yeah. What? Yeah. What is she like? What is women's, she bringing to wrestling? Women's division. What kind what of impact she, is that going to have? Like what kind how, of resume does she have? What has she done? Um, she is a warrior, motherfucker. Oh my god, she is a warrior. She's a warrior because her crazy ass husband legally changed his last name. <laughs> so guys, all in all, with the all these changes we've talked about, Johnny, do you whoa, have a positive? Wait, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. hold on, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. My door opened. I thought it was Batista. <laughs> Woo! Dude, I'm sorry. I've been, I've been, I've been just so messed up. You know, it happened on my show too. You know, I, I just thought he was behind me, and I'm sorry. You gotta have that eye, in the, those eyes in the back of your head. You gotta always be looking over your shoulder, guys. You never know when Batista's gonna come out and do that silly machine gun thing. <laughs> So, Johnny, what do you think about 
the state of WWE right now, and are you excited for the changes that we're going to see? And is there anything that you're not excited for? Um, Well, I mean, are we talking... Like, am I excited about the product the past two weeks? Because the answer is yes. And just the uh, state of wrestling right now and how uh, how things are progressing. How how could you not be a fan right now with everything that's going on? I think right. everything's progressing right. Um, I, I feel like the, the one thing I'm not happy with is returns overshadowing people we need to see. Like, I, I, I need to see Sanity. I love them. They're so good. Hopefully the Hardy Boys coming back. The right thing would be for the Hardy Boys to come back to put some of those teams over that have had a hard time getting over. Well, I hope that's what happens because if not, I'm going to be Because I can, I can understand saying like you can't put you know the Bullet Club over by putting them over Sanity when the audience isn't familiar really with either one of them as main event elements. Listen, I hate and you still, and, they, and they still, and obviously they still want to protect the Usos and the bar from those dudes. And you can throw heavy machinery into this conversation with Sanity and the, um, with Sanity also and the Good Brothers. Um, the Hardys I hate to tell you this, but the Good Brothers are on their way to AEW. This could be the thing that elevates those teams up into the main, up into the main tag team picture. I don't agree with you, John. I, I'm pretty sure uh, the club is going to be staying around WWE for a while. I think we're going to start seeing them on TV more often as we get closer to WrestleMania. Uh, I'm with Doc. I think Hardys are going to help elevate that tag division on SmackDown. I hope that's what happens. So, Doc, what is your outlook on things post-WrestleMania and the current state of WWE? Positive, negative, what are your final thoughts on this? My final thoughts? Yeah. Um, women's division on Raw is going in the right direction. SmackDown needs work. Uh, Raw tag division is starting to get it together, especially if DIY is going to be a thing on Raw more often. Uh, the Raw... Universal Champion needs to start appearing on TV more often to make that belt a little more legitimate. We've been saying that for a long time now. So hopefully when Rollins wins at Mania, that's the beginning of that belt having some real relevance and people actually caring about it. And uh, Finn Balor should be Intercontinental Champion forever. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, too. There's definitely a lot of really, really good things happening. Uh, You know, a couple of things you did not mention. I feel like the United States title uh, is starting to mean something because we have a couple bigger faces now. I shouldn't say big faces, but um, bigger names in that picture with the introduction now of Rey Mysterio and Andrade this past week. I think they're starting to figure out what they're going to do with the Cruiserweight title. I think if 205 Live does go away, that title is going to mean more if they start showcasing the Cruiserweights on uh, some of the main roster shows more often. I also mm-hmm. think there's going to be some big things now for the women's tag tag team titles as they go across all the brands and introduce some of the tag teams from NXT uh, into the division as well. So I think all in all, it's very, very positive, and WrestleMania just can't... Oh, shit. There it is again, guys. Do you hear that, John? I do. Damn it. Oh, man. We can never end before the damn alarm. You sound like a cow in heat. I sound like a 1930s siren. You sound like a moron. Smarky's an idiot. 
I'm keeping all this in, by the way. I'm not going to edit any of this out. No, you shouldn't. Uh, even even to keep the part in where you fucking said we're gonna keep it in. Problems as a dumbass. I just hear myself say three minutes. We got three minutes and we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear. We got three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out. We're out. We got three minutes and we're out of here. All right, guys, so as part of our three-minute warning, we're going to do some spitfire. I'm going to throw some superstar names at you, and I want you guys to tell me how they're going to impact the future of WWE. So, Johnny, let's start with you. Let's talk about Johnny Wrestling, Mr. Johnny Gargano. He's going to step into the underdog character that Daniel Bryan used to be in. Doc. Multiple-time mid-card champion, maybe, maybe two world title reigns, definitely one. Okay. Next, we got Tommaso Ciampa. He's going to be your um, psychologist villain, like Randy Orton. He's going to be the next one of the next great champions of pro wrestling. Agreed. Like multi-time world champion. As long as his injury isn't uh, career-ending and he makes that, it's okay. I, I can see his his world title count, like. Get close close to the teens. Okay. Next, what about the original bro, Matt Riddle? Oh, this one's actually kind of hard. Rob Van Dam-like, but not as impactful. I only said that because of the weed. <laughs> we, they, they both like weed. He'll definitely win like some like an intercontinental title or like a, maybe like have a good run to tag titles. There's just something not grasping out at me yet for him that says uh, legendary main event for a wrestler. And I also have a hard time. I, I feel like he he might slip through the cracks in WWE and end up in another promotion. Did you guys see Matt the Matt Riddle arrival on the network yet? Yeah. Yeah. Watch yeah. it. He's going to be the guy to retire Brock Lesnar, and I think he's the future of this company. We'll save that conversation for another day. Uh, Next, let's talk about Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era. That's all four of them. Adam Cole, Roddy Strong, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. Smarky. I don't think you guys are like this, but they're the next DX. Uh, Yeah, they're going to have a long... They're going to have like a shield-type run where they're going to be at the top of the promotion for like five, five years or so. But after they break up, I'm not so sure. Bobby Fish is going to shine. Yeah, I can see that. I can, see, I can that. see Roddy Strong. I can see Roddy Strong being the most successful of the four of them. All right, okay. next. Let's talk about Velveteen Dream. The top star in the company. The fucking goat, man. Yeah, he's, uh, he's going like, to be a like, goat. He will be he will main event a WrestleMania within the next four years. Agreed, agreed. He's getting called up in the next in the next year, and he's going to be a ridiculous star that's going to cross platforms. I mean, I could see him being Hollywood act like the sky's the limit for him. Let's talk about Lars Sullivan. Who? <laughs> this is gonna sound really mean, but like, 
if he's dealing with the things he's dealing with, such as anxiety disorders and stuff, this might not be the career for him. So if yeah. he's not going to be the new monster, let's talk about two other monsters that potentially can take that spot. We have Dominic Dijakovic and Walter. Dijakovic's going to be awesome. Like, Dominic Dijakovic. If you haven't noticed, I've been relating characters or you know wrestlers to former characters, and I see him stepping into Batista's first run. Well, I, I see Di, I see Dijakovic stepping into the um, the Dolph Lundgren role, the Drago role, uh, yeah. Rocky Four. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of that, Walter is just going to pave a new way. I can't relate him to anyone. The dude is just really good. <laughs> yeah, well, Walter is the yeah. first Walter. He's going to uh, he's going to bring something very unique and very new to the main roster. Um, but real quick, quick talking about Dijak. If you have not seen him versus Keith Lee yet on this week's episode, oh of my NXT, god, I cannot wait to talk to about that on and my watch show. It. Oh what man, this is going to be a series. All right, next guys, let's talk about the women's division. Let's talk about Lacey Evans, Johnny. I think she's getting a raw deal already. I really do. Doc. I think she was called up too soon. Yeah, I think she needs to go back down. Okay. What about Rhea Ripley? Top of the card. Yeah. Oh, my God. Multi-time women's champion. Is she going to be in NXT for much longer, or is she going to come to the main roster soon? She'll be in NXT for a bit. She's going to go to black and yellow from from black and red. Yes. She's going to be in black and yellow for a little bit, and then she'll get moved up. No way. I'm sorry, but who has the show about NXT? I think that's me. Shut the fuck up. She's okay, let's talk anchor. about Tony She's Storm. She's going to be an anchor in black and red. Doc, let's give this to you first. Tony Storm. Um, seven billion time women's champion. Yeah. She's, her and Rhea's, like, their feud is going to be years long and go through every single show that WWE offers. And also, let's talk about the newest signing to NXT UK, Jazzy Gabbard. She had a short stint in NXT before she got injured and was out for a while and had a very good showing in the first Mayon Classic. I think she could be what they wanted uh, Karma to be when Karma joined the women's division. I think Jazzy Gabbard Man, I wish she would come back. I know she's got a kid, but uh, I don't know. So what do you think about Jazzy? I see her stepping into that role that that Karma had. Um, I really wish, uh, you know, Awesome Kong. I know she had a baby. I, I wish she would come back because mm-hmm. that Karma character could have been. Oh, I loved it. Uh, don't don't really know enough about her. I won't lie. Yo, I she's the alpha female motherfucker. Yeah, you better I, get I, I learned. I need I need to I need to do more homework on her before I can give you a real answer. I'm not gonna bullshit you people. All right, so Doc, let's give you someone that you do know a little bit more about. How about the Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler? Shayna's going to have a nice Arn Anderson-like career sitting next to Ronda Rousey. <laughs> and when Ronda's not around, she's going to do the Scottie Pippen thing and get to lead the team for a bit. <laughs> like when my, that time Michael Jordan retired and Scottie got to be the leader for a bit. <laughs> I unfortunately do not see her transition to the main roster going well. 
Interesting. Why not? I don't know. I think she's exactly what like Fox is looking for on their product. No, we have the MMA fighters already. We have we have people that have done the MMA thing already. We have Ronda Rousey. We have Sonya Deville. Shane is better. Next. No, Sonya yeah. Deville is awesome. She just hasn't shined. Shane yet. is better than Sonya though. She's way better in the ring than Sonya. Sonya's not bad. Shane is really good in the ring. All right, okay. let's talk about two more superstars before we before we call it a night. Let's talk about Keith Lee, Limitless Keith Lee. Again, we Top. talked about he put on an amazing performance against Dijak, two big guys, which are the guys that fit in the land of giants. You know, these are the, these are Vin, these are Vince McMahon made superstars already. So, Johnny, what do you think about Keith Lee? Keith Lee can go two ways. He can have a great run in WWE in NXT and then get to WWE and, and nothing happens. Or he comes into the fanfare that like Mark Henry had and just destroys everyone. The second tenant of the house of pain. He bought it from Mark. Yeah. I think he just said it best, like a Mark Henry type career. I'm just, you know, I don't want Ooh. him to be, I don't want him to be mismanaged. Like, I don't want him to have that was a mismatch. I don't want him to have the run like Samoa Joe's ad where he's just not quite reaching the top of the fucking mountain. Joe will get his time. All right, guys, last but not least, let's talk about the WWE UK champion, which really should be the NXT UK champion, uh, Pete Dunne. Multiple time world champion. Yeah, and I think in, that's in, in. I'll even add something: multiple time world champion in different promotions. Okay, I agree like, with you. I don't think he's in WWE. He's really young. I don't think he's a WWE lifer. I think he's gonna go. He, I think his curiosity is gonna get the best of him. He's gonna want to go try Japan. He's gonna want to go wrestle Cody Rhodes and and Kenny Omega. Like I think he's gonna. I don't think WWE is gonna contain. How good he is! He's fucking great, Pete Dunne. And he's unique. He's a unique wrestler to Americans, at the very least. I think his style is a little more familiar in England, from what I can gather. Because I think a lot of those English guys wrestle like him. But he's he's unique, and he's he's just he's a fun wrestler to watch. I love his joint manipulation, man. It's so much fun to watch. So in recap, we have a lot of amazing names on the roster that I think. It shows and it proves that the future of WWE is going to be very, very bright. And they have plenty of people they can lean this company on to help carry this company into a new era. But sadly, guys, that's all the time we have for today. So if this is your first time tuning in, I am JC Bones. And you can follow me on Twitter at JC Bones. And I am your smart slayer. Doc Haas. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at D-R-H-A-A-S-E, the number four W-C. I can't believe you had to spell that out, but whatever. I am the third man, Johnny Smarks, and I am invincible to anything that Doc Haas tries to do to me. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Smarks a lot. And we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Be sure to check us out every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network found on anchor.fm slash Wrestle Addict Radio. 
Uh, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fourth Wall Cast. Please go to represent.com, search for Wrestle Addict Radio, and please buy our merchandise to help support us. And also join our Patreon. Join the Fourth Wall fam at patreon.com slash Fourth Wall WrestleCast and earn early access to our shows, exclusive content, and so much more. Please make sure if you're going to WrestleMania 35 and MetLife Stadium, you come and join the Fourth Wall WrestleMania tailgate. Again, $5 donation goes to the Ronald McDonald House charity, so please be, uh, please be a part of a great cause. Last but not least, who is that? Is that Sarah Schreiber? That is Johnny Sarah Schreiber. Johnny is showing me Sarah Schreiber, who is beautiful and took a selfie with me at the NXT show a few weeks ago. Anyway, if you've enjoyed the fourth wall experience, please be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe, and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the fourth wall wrestlecast. Goodbye and good night. Batista's down! Batista's down! Batista's down! Batista's down! See you guys later. I'm gonna go eat. Alright. Later, guys. about your experience using blue chew hashtag rock hard dick <laughs> blue chew is the reason i get laid every other friday night 
just as good as Viagra and Cialis. But in I take a one on Thursday form. mornings, and by Friday night, I'm ready to get Randy. Like I haven't gotten Randy since I was 21 years old.